Hello, race fans. Hello, EKN Nation. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole for another edition of This Week in Karting. It is episode number 26, September the 28th. And for those of you who may not have listened to a This Week in Karting before, we essentially take everything that's been on the homepage of the website over the last number of weeks, package it all into a podcast that you're able to listen to either on the EKN Radio Network or, of course, uh, into the downloadable podcasts from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, uh, the different platforms that are available. So it's kind of like taking all your home uh, homepage reading over you know the last couple of weeks or a month, whatever it may be, and, and we kind of bring you up to speed on everything that's happening in the sport right now. This edition of This Week in Karting, again, episode 26, presented by AMAX Racing. AMAX Racing is focused on driver development for carters of all ages. From top-level drivers to grassroots racers or families looking for a team that will help them achieve their goals, AMAX Racing can guide you with the absolute best trackside service at affordable prices. No matter the chassis, AMAX Racing welcomes you and has the experience to put you at the top of the podium. AMAX Racing, all of your karting needs under one tent. All right, David Cole, we always just kind of start things off by looking at the last time we had a show. <laughs> um, all right, it's been a little while. It's been, it's been almost three months since we've had it this week in karting, like the end of June. Uh, but of course, once things got rolling in, you know, right or in the first week of July, I hit the road for, I think, almost nine weekends. Uh, so yeah, we haven't had a lot of time to do these because there's been a lot of content. It just hasn't been a this week in karting. Yeah, I was just going to say it was uh, the last time you were in your home office, I think. Yeah, I think uh, it close was. to that. Uh, yep. You know, when you're when you're mixing the road to indie stuff with karting, there's a lot going on. You did a lot of face to face with uh, a lot of the racers there. So yep. your days are pretty filled up. So, yeah, we, we had a lot of outlaps. We had a, a lot of debriefs. We had a lot of face to face. So there was a lot of different content uh, going on throughout the website over the last three months. So obviously this this show kind of took a back seat to uh to till when we could be able to kind of address the uh, the the content within the within the industry and the sport and so and now that you're back home in the office I mean that's that's really the biggest issue yeah except for the fact I leave on Thursday uh, of course you're you're heading to Newcastle for the Cup Carts North America uh, Grand Nationals four you can probably drop a little news on that as well uh, I'm heading down to uh, the Supernat Shootout even though there isn't no a Supernats but the Supernat Shootout at Speed Sports Racing Park my good friend Alan Rudolph asking me to come down and do some coverage there and some play by play so back on the road then road to Indy New Jersey and then we'll wrap up the season at the end of October for the uh, at the streets of Grand uh, streets of St Petersburg for that Grand Prix weekend uh, yeah but DC a lot of stuff. It, you know the reason why I kind of said, "Hey, let's get it. Let's do a, a, a this weekend carding." A lot of stuff has hit the ground in the last little while. From schedules coming out finally, you know the schedules for next year. Um, obviously, a lot of information. Events getting canceled. Events getting announced. Uh, this is a, just a really a heck of a lot going on right now. Well, this is a time. Uh, you know, obviously with the COVID nineteen pandemic that we've had throughout twenty twenty, things have kind of been shuffled around. Um, you know, so there hasn't been much emphasis on the uh, the 2021 calendar yet but now that we're we're essentially 3 days away from turning over the calendar to October that puts a little bit more emphasis on you know people got to put in time for time off at their employments and 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 teams got to start uh fixing their uh, their 2021 schedules and where they what drivers they're going to have and where they're going to be going and and so now is the time to kind of crunch 
uh, that 2021 season That's it, uh, right? into, uh, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, think about this, Dave, you know, how many series would be really done by now? Even USPKS, they'd already be done by now. A lot of these programs would already be done by now. And they've been able, <laughs> once you get that last race of the books, then you can really start thinking about the next year. But man, there's been so much going on. Scusa, of course, working just trying to figure out whether or not they're going to be able to have the Supernats. So that'll be the first thing we jump into. USPKS, as you said, or as I said, we had said earlier in the, in the number of the, of the broadcast, David, they've still got a race to come. Like you've, you've got a USPKS race to do in October still. Yeah, we have uh, USPKS up to, to come up. Uh, we have new events that are going on. Uh, we have, you know, the unknown of the month of November coming up. Yeah, right. And, but, you know, again, things for, for the next year typically happen around June and July and August. And obviously with, with the COVID-19 pandemic, everybody was focused on 2020 right now. How can we get in all the races that we need to get in? And so that's, that's kind of been the scramble. Um, obviously the winter programs have just kind of been waiting for the right opportunities and, and making sure, you know, certain facilities are in the right, uh, um, zoning areas yeah, and, and situations sure. like that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, everything's kind of, you know, everything's going to be leading into next year still with a bit, a little bit of, uh, uncertainty. Let's jump into this particular episode episode of this week in carding and talk about a couple events, one being announced, one being canceled, uh, and they're connected together. Uh, obviously, uh, September 14th, late in the evening, uh, Supercarts USA releasing a YouTube video with, of course, uh, Scusa's uh, Tom Kutcher and kind of hosted by Chris Ortenberger of Innovation. Uh, essentially going, you know, it wasn't just a, a, an easy announcement. It was more, they wanted to kind of go in depth of what was going on. Um, the cancellation of this year's uh, Supernats, the Supernationals 24 in Las Vegas was scheduled for, uh, you know, mid to late uh, November. But David, a, a lot going on. And I, and I like the approach. They really took the opportunity. Instead of just dropping a press release, it was more uh, allowing, you know, racers and, and people in the industry to, to hear it straight from Tom's mouth about, you know, what was really going on. There's a lot of things that, that you know, they, a lot of things, a lot of factors that come into play. You know, he they could have figured, potentially figured out a way to try to put something on. But Tom's been doing, he's been doing it in Las Vegas for a number of years. He knows all the vendors. He knows you know, all the guys he has to get permitted with. And, and he mentioned the, how, how, you know, talking about getting permitted, uh, all the permits he needs, they were kind of laughing at him. Like, I can't, you know, right, uh, you know Tom, that's, this isn't going to happen right now. So a lot of financial risk involved, of course, you know, the, the 50 person limit, just a whole lot, just everything going against, I think, the race to a certain extent. It's it's an interesting scenario. Obviously, we look at you know NASCAR just held an, e- an event there this past weekend, uh, empty grandstands. Um, you know, so attend. You know, the the right now there's still a 50 person limit on on gatherings, and and so and the I, and I really think what it boils down to is what happened in NOLA. We have to go all the way back to the beginning. I mean, we were set up, ready to go. Everything was going to happen. You were in St. Pete, so it was kind of the same, same scenario. Yep. And he had to sit there all day long Friday and deal with, you know, the cancellation of the event. And and that was, you know, that, you know, not only hurt him financially, but it probably emotionally. And it's just, it's a strain and a lot of stress to be, to, to have to deal with that, uh, that unknown that happened. Uh, at NOLA with with the beginnings of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so I think that has a lot to do with it because he's not only looking for himself and the business itself, but also for the businesses that are all the race teams and shops that are going to be that were at NOLA that have already been through it. And to be honest, it's really the only karting event 
that during this pandemic was shut down. Yeah. Everything else has gone on without any problems. Some have had to, to take extreme measures, you know, with, with masking and, and, uh, and a lot of social distancing and, but things were put in place in order for that event to continue on or to begin and to go on to the end where the, the, the opening of the 2020 pro tour was shut down on Friday afternoon before it even really began because yeah, uh, all the costs, was, right, Dave, all and, the costs already in there, everything, right. You know, you're paying your mechanics, you're paying your, you know, you, you got to still drive the hauler to and from there. Uh, so there's just a lot of expense to just go there and have everything be canceled on the opening day. So, and, and so the so risk once, factor. Hey, yeah. Once bitten, twice shy. Exactly. So the right. risk factor of that happening again, you know, especially, you know, in our, in this uncertain time, because you never know, you know, who's going to get pissed off or, and, and notify this authority and, and, you know, things get haywire, you know, crossed and, and nobody knows exactly what's going on. So I understand that, that type of a scenario. So it, and like you said, the video really helped to, to kind of put it personable rather than, than just reading it on paper. Well, and I think, you know, they, they had to assess the risk, uh, and the risk financially for everybody involved, not just Scuzo. We talked about teams. Yeah. Yeah. Team well, the team, your teams as well, but you know, Scuzo for that first race, all the staff has flown out there. They're all in the hotel rooms, every team, exactly the same, but you, you think about a team, how many people do they have potentially, you know, 20 people, part of the team. scuzo has got 80 people, right? It's again, it's, it's a team as well. The, the organizer. And to think about going to the super nets where Tom usually has, I want to say 120 employees. Um, you know, you throw in the fact that number one, that you wouldn't be able to stay at the Rio. You're going to be staying somewhere else. <laughs> to be able to put all that time, all that money, it's it's all about risk assessment for himself, for the for Scusa, for every organization, for every team, like you said as well. And you know, they already knew that they weren't going to be getting a lot of the Europeans. They're not able to fly over here at this point. So you know, there's always a huge group of, of European racers coming to the uh, or or even out of Australia, New Zealand, and South America who come to the event, Canada, for God's sakes, all those international racers aren't going to be able, wouldn't potentially be able to go to the Supernats. That's going to cut down the number, a number of uh, entries, number of revenue. There's a set revenue for a, a race at that, at that level, the set revenue, regardless of, of, uh, of income revenue, there's, there's set expenses, not revenue, probably there's, there's set expenses, right? They, they know what it's going to cost and it's got to be smart. And can you, can you imagine trying to roll the dice just to have this race, You've got all those set costs that you can't recoup, regardless of what happens. You got less revenue, less entries, and then it gets canceled again on Thursday or Friday. Like that would be, or even Wednesday. You know, <laughs> the opening day on track is Wednesday. That's and, it. Yep. And I mean, it could it could well, have even a couple gotten, days in. Yeah, we were a couple. Well, that's days what I'm in. saying. It yeah. could have got closed just done moving, just because of the that's fact it. of there's so many this parking lot, yeah. which has sat empty since March because the facility has been closed. You know, maybe there's people parking there, you know, truckers and this and that, but still it's, it's remained empty and all of a sudden, boom, there's, there's this, yeah. this circuit tents going up and all these haulers are in there and there's people there. Yeah, and that's, that's not, that's not going to catch anybody's attention. No, that's, on, it's an automatic, you know, not to, not to kind of, you know, but it's an automatic Karen alert, you know, <laughs> and they're like, who do I call? <laughs> I thought you were going to say red flag, but yeah, it's, it's a definite, definite Karen moment for sure. You know, because I mean, I mean, we're, you know, every, every sport's dealing with it right now, you know, you high school football, college football, uh, all the, all the other sports like cross country and tennis and golf. And it's just, you know, people, I'd love my Friday nights to be able to go to watch a football game. I can't 
oh, well, but at least the kids are playing. And unfortunately, you know, it it's for our sport. It's it, and, and then you, like you said, you talk about the numbers, you know, 300 drivers alone, you know, when, if on a bad side, it would be 300 drivers on a bad super Nats probably right now, because you talk about all the international drivers that come over. So you, you figure three to 400 drivers, and then you add in crew members and family because you know, they're not going to just travel with just a mechanic. So it, mm-hmm. it's just, and like you said, yeah. getting workers, a hundred workers from a hotel, not because they can't stay there to the facility. I mean, just shuttling all of them to one facility alone is costly. Yeah. Agreed. Well, so out of that, uh, the confirmation out of that video on YouTube, they also kind of spun a little bit, David, and look forward to 2021 a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll actually get into it a little later on the actual announcement that came up just, uh, uh, just last week in terms of the actual on the weekend, actually the, the actual events and the dates, uh, for next year, but they kind of teased the fact that, uh, 21, 2021 pro tour schedule will be NOLA, Utah, and Newcastle. We'll talk about those dates. Uh, but they also, they also were forthright in saying they are doing what they can to potentially put a special event on to close out the 2020 season. So to have one more kind of last pop of Supercarts USA racing for IAMI racers, for shifter racers, the whole program, they are working on one more race. I would assume likely somewhere in the, in the South, uh, Southwest. Yeah, still waiting on word. There might have been some rumblings going on this weekend uh, with the Pro Kart Challenge wrapping up their 2020 season at Button Willow. So uh, we got, you know, obviously there was the 2021 announcement that we'll talk about later that was probably done at their driver's meeting Saturday morning and then hit social media that, that afternoon. Um, Tom likes doing that. Uh, I'm not quite sure why, but he does that. Um but uh, I'm sure there's some rumblings about uh, what's going to happen. We're just waiting on confirmation and, and an official announcement from them. So, again, the event I, I mentioned earlier where I'm actually heading to on Thursday at Speed Sports Racing Park in uh, Houston, Texas, the Supernat Shootout. Uh, that was an event that Alan Rudolph uh, came up with, sat down and wanted to get a big event down at his track and, and hooked up with Tom Kutcher. And it was kind of the, the concept was to kind of be a, a, a precursor for the Supernats. You're going to go to Vegas, it's a track you've never been on before, come down to speed sports. Maybe you've never been there before. So you get that, you, you practice up those muscles of learning a new, new track quickly. Uh, it was going to be all the Supercarts USA categories. He'd work with Tom to get actual entry packages into the, into the, uh, into the Super Nationals. That race is still going on. It's this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at, uh, at Speed Sports, as I said. Uh, the tickets for the Super Nats will roll over into 2021 or potentially that race that they're, they're going to do later on this year. Full excuse of class structure. And, you know, Alan's been on the phone, been talking to a lot of people. Uh, he was at the USPKS event uh, up at Road America. So I had a chance to sit down with Mike Speed. Uh, the guys in Speed Concepts are coming. Crosslink's going to be there. CRG Nordam's going to be there. Of course, Full Gas Motorsports will be there as well. So, you know, David, just a, it's a new program, a new race that they're trying to put on at that track. They want to have a big race. They got the Texas Sprint Racing Series, which has been very well attended this year. But Alan, Alan wants drivers from all around the country to come and check out his facility. It's an amazing place. Totally, totally paved paddock. Two racetracks with the competition track, the, the rental track. Uh, and this that area that there's you know there's hotels going up beside the track soon and they're working on that you know, the water park's already open it's uh it's a, it's a venue that we've keep saying is kind of the it's it's that best kept secret in karting right now because it just hasn't had that big national yet just big event period uh you know yeah. it's just yeah. something that you know i mean you've done some texas pro kart challenge races there a couple of them i believe uh yeah. and texas sprint 
racing series has been there. They were there twice this year, actually. So, but it's just outside of Texas, nobody really has been there for, for any particular event. And, and so that, I think that's what, you know, that's what they're hoping for with the Supernat shootout is to get that national attention from, uh, you know, obviously from the race teams that want, they want, they want to come there and, and see the facility and, and, you know, there's, there's talks of more programs that are looking at that facility for 2021. And we're still, you know, obviously waiting to hear, uh, schedules be announced, but, uh, you know, it's, and again, as we talked about with, with Alan during our face to face, you know, he wants this to be an annual event where, yeah, you know, he wants, you know, a good, you know, October is a good month to, uh, to go to Texas, get you a little bit, you know, it's not it's hot. It's not extremely, uh, you know, humid down there at the time. So it's, it's a good time to, uh, to visit Texas. You know, normally it's a little rainy and colder up here in, in the uh, Northern hemisphere. So it's, it's not bad to head down there. So it, 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 as you said, it's a hidden gem right now. And hopefully this event, you know, alerts a lot of, uh, race teams and, and, and programs that, uh, that are out there that, you know, this is a, a place to visit, uh, whether yeah. it be any, any of the months, 12 months out of the year. If you're an IAMU racer looking for an event, uh, come on down, as we said, uh, second, third, and fourth, six rounds of practice on Friday, uh, qualifying Heat 1 and Heat 2 on Saturday, Heat 3, and the main events on Sunday. And it'll all be on EKN Trackside Live. I'll be doing the play-by-play throughout uh, the weekend down there. We'll be streaming it on on one of our live channels. We have the two channels, so make sure to look at our social media. We'll put it out on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, the exact link. To, we haven't, David and I haven't really talked yet about exactly which channel we're going to use for both races because he'll be at the Cup Carts North America race and we'll be streaming that as well. Uh, so again, uh, we'll be heading down to the uh, the Supernats shootout. They get the green flag, even with what's happening with the Supernats, that event still on. We get back after this break, folks. We're going to be back to Texas, talk a little bit more about the Texas Sprint Racing Series, as David had mentioned. And then we'll also talk about one of the legendary facilities in North American karting, getting a bit of a facelift here uh, this fall. Stay tuned. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Feel like you're racing alongside the many legends that have called CRG home. With direct factory support, the CRG Nordam operation is the North American distributor for all CRG products related to karting and is based just outside Houston, Texas. The complete racing chassis line, including the famous Road Rebel shifter cart, is available through CRG Nordam. The growing FS4 Briggs & Stratton-focused chassis is expanding worldwide, including right here in North America. Many tracks, indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the Centurion rental cart line through CRG. New for the 2020 season is the Mini Hero for cadet racing, homologated for FIA competitions around the world. Head over to kartcrg.com or find them on all social media networks. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. 
engineered, and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to episode 26 of This Week in Carding, the podcast where we grab all the stories that have made their way to the homepage at ecardingnews.com, package them all together for a nice podcast, perfect for driving into work, driving home, whatever it may be. Right now, of course, as always, streaming first on the EKN Radio Network Live, the only 24-7 carding radio station in the world. And then we'll turn it into a podcast available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. Uh, David, let's uh, jump in and, and talk a little bit about the Texas Sprint Racing Series. They actually crowned their 2020 champions. Yeah, we just talked about uh, Texas Sprint Racing Series going to the Speed Sports facility. Uh, they wrapped up their 2020 season there. Got actually five rounds of racing in for the 2020 season. Obviously a little bit chaotic. They got their official start of the season off at NOLA the weekend before the uh, the Pro Tour opener was supposed to happen. And then their schedules took them to the Speed Sports for a second round. They had a double round weekend at the North Texas Cartways in Denton, Texas, and then wrapped it up just a couple weeks ago at Speed Sports. Uh, all champions of the C- series uh, earned the 2021 TSRS series package. Uh, some drivers actually earning IAMI International final tickets and uh, Super Super Nationals entries, IKF Grand National entries, along with Ivinko Tires, and much, much more from their big uh, prize purse that they had for the 2020 season. Interesting, though, uh, a lot of the championships, even though it was five rounds, counted the heat races, even bonus points for qualifying as well, a lot of the championships actually ended up in ties. I know, when I... When I read that, I was like, what? <laughs> you would, and you wouldn't think that having no. five rounds. So you have your odd number of races, you know, but still had, I think, I want to say up to about four different ties in, in, in different categories. So pretty, pretty outstanding. And those were, were some of the most competitive categories that they had as well, too. So, uh, so very, very interesting season for uh, the Texas Sprint Racing Series, able to get that five rounds of racing in uh, amid the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. But uh, again, uh, uh, probably another growing season for them as well. Well, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a program that runs the IAMI categories and the Briggs 206 as well. Uh, Brandon Tyner, and the, a lot of the names you're going to hear when we kind of throw some names off, especially in the IAMI categories, are the drivers you're hearing at the front of a lot of the national stuff as well. It's been that way for a lot of years. That there's, there's, there's such talent down in Texas. Always has been. Uh, maybe it's just the the level of competition and the kind of the focus on the sport and some of the great racetracks. Uh, Brandon Tyner getting the X30 senior title, Noah Baker in X30 junior, Cooper Shipman in mini Swift, and Jack Eiliff uh, taking the Micro Swift uh, championship. Not surprising, Jack. Of course, uh, uh, the uh, four, is, is he two time now or four, two time? Right, two time, two time. Yeah, Micro. Pro Tour champion. Pro Tour champion. Pro, yep. Yeah. Adding the Texas Sprint Racing Series uh, to, the, to the resume as well. Uh, in KA100 Senior, former national number one in the Scusa Pro Tour, Austin Osborne winning the title. Alex Stanfield in KA100 Junior. And Doug Foxworth, David, in KA100 Master. Good lineup, though, as well in 206. Yeah, 206, they got four different categories. They go senior, master, junior, and cadet. Uh, they had Ethan Wolf with the uh, championship and senior category. 
DJ Ortiz, a name that many people know from uh, the sport, been a longtime veteran and uh, industry member, uh, winning the Masters division. Uh, Robert Warren Jr. earning the junior championship while cadet was won by Reagan Seville. Uh, Kid car champion William Smith. And again, to cap off that uh, 2020 program for the Texas Sprint Racing Series, like you said, kind of, David, getting growing some stronger roots and, and getting some good support. Uh, going to look like, just look at the racetracks too, right? Started off in NOLA in Louisiana, then Speed Sports and uh, North Texas Carter doing what they could to, to get those events together. So kudos to them for getting that program done. A lot of prizes, as you said, and a lot of momentum for that series moving into 2021. Uh, David, you know, we always like to talk about some of the, you know, new new racetracks, big racetracks, whatever it may be. But you and I are also of the same mind where it's always great to have a major national track, but it's our sport needs the, some of the, some of the smaller, maybe the legendary smaller tracks that maybe play a little bit better towards 206 racing, uh, the, you know, the hundred CC, uh, two cycle racing. And one of those is TNT cartways, uh, in West Quincy, uh, West Quincy, um, Illinois, no Missouri, right. It's on the Missouri side. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, the, the track yeah. is on the Missouri side, correct? It's on the Missouri uh, the, the, side. The, the Quincy race is on, is, on the, is on the Illinois side. There you but go. In talking to Terry Trader, uh, now granted, TNT Cartways, legendary track, as I said, uh, you go back and look at some of the history, some of the races that they've had there, amazing events. But this track's still a vibrant part of karting in that area. And, you know, they Margay Ignite Challenge goes there. They have their own events. But, David, a pretty serious renovation. they uh repaving two-thirds of that racetrack. Well, to quote Terry, you know, he their their idea is to make Quincy a destination again because it was known back in the day as the karting capital of the USA. Everything was went through Quincy. You had all the different professional programs, all the IKF, WK, Grand Nationals. They were all held at least once, twice, maybe even more at the TNT Cartways. It was just kind of the mecca of uh, of the sport during its heyday and and really, it's been since the first renovations, you know, in the early 1970s that it was, you know, the mecca of the sport. And now, uh, you know, they've decided to uh, invest in the future of the facility. Uh, they see, you know, obviously the grassroots program is building back up and and the rebirth of the Quincy Grand Prix has kind of helped, uh, you know, the region and get uh, that that uh, excitement for karting again. And so they've they've invested for the future. Uh, doing two-thirds repaving of the racetrack uh, and then putting sealer on the rest of it that wasn't as bad as what they had to replace. So all new paving on two-thirds of the course, uh, along with new curbing around the entire facility. Uh, Going to make some other different uh, renovations to the place as well, expand maybe a little bit of the paddock. Uh, and then again, in long-term goals, in maybe two to three, maybe even five years, depending on how things shake out. They're looking at possibly uh, adding to the, uh, the racetrack itself and expanding the, uh, the circuit. So uh, lots of, uh, lots of uh, changes happening at TNT, uh, another historic facility. As you said, they're just looking at uh, trying to bring, bring back some uh, uh, glory back to the, uh, the racetrack and maybe getting some bigger, the bigger, some of the bigger regional programs to visit there in 2021. Yeah, I think that'd be fantastic. One of the interesting things, of course, getting that uh, that construction started on August the August the uh, the tenth. And David, we've seen this before. People will do a repave, and the minute it's paved, they want to go racing on it. And talking to Terry, uh, he he wanted to wait as long as he possibly could. I know they talked about potentially doing a full grand opening in October. That's what they were looking at. Uh, but I, in talking to Terry, I said, you know, what's the plan? 
because I, I, I want to let it cure as long as I possibly can. Hopefully, we get a little bit of rain. You know, we'll do get what we need to make sure the track is cured. And he goes, but what's happening for sure is I'm the first guy that drives it. <laughs> Terry's like, I'm the first guy that's going to be driving this thing. We'll bring Keith Freebrew over. Some of the people that have been around the sport for a long time. He even talked about trying to get Reggie Folks back in a cart. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But at least a golf, at least a golf cart. He said he'll give him a golf cart right away. Yeah, golf cart right now. Right, it'd be cool to get uh, for Terry to get out there and and turn the first laps again. You know, we talk about Terry being, you know, the the promoter of the Quincy Grand Prix, and those who are new to the sport don't know his leg his legendary career. How many championships he won? IKF Duffies. This is the guy that was you know one of the absolute elite in our sport back in the in the seventies. He certainly was, and and again, like they said, they're they're looking at doing a grand opening possibly in October. But like you said, let it cure, you know, let it let it yeah. sit there, let people think about it and want to get back. And obviously, you know, with the weather changing over, it'll probably be the only time really this this year to get on the racetrack, and then uh, and then uh, get uh, get to uh, racing. They'll have to wait all the way until maybe even maybe March. Most likely April before they yeah, are able to uh, to enjoy it f- fully. So, uh, uh, talking about going into 2021 when we're getting started. Uh, after this quick break, we're going to come back and uh, we got some we got some calendars for you. Uh, Challenge of the Americas released theirs back in May. Uh, Florida Winter Tour with Rock Cup. They've had their schedule put out. Supercart USA doing the same. So after this break, we'll uh, we'll hit on the 2021 calendars so we get set to go racing next year. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com, where all our products are just a mouse click away. We ship daily to ensure that you get your order as quickly as possible, and we are constantly adding new products to our online store. We specialize in IME engines, tillet seats, ceramic product line, OTK products, Briggs and Stratton engines, and of course, our championship-winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fit your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to Innovative Engine Works by FMS our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Most recently, Leading Edge Motorsports and Greg Bell helped guide Danny Formel to victory at both the Rock the Rio and the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 23. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer for IP karting, which includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports is already looking forward to the 2021 season, which begins with the Challenge of the Americas, the premier winter series on the West Coast under the Rock Cup USA banner. Leading Edge Motorsports is also eyeing the Florida Winter Tour and several other programs. Arrive and drive services to cart preparation and driver coaching are all available under the LEM 10th throughout 2021. 
Greg Bell has been building racing engines for over 20 years, and he's excited with the continuing growth of his new Mega Power race motor building program. It doesn't matter what color your chassis is, choose Mega Power to get to the front. For more information, click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com and find them on Facebook. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode number 26 of This Week in Karting. It's September 28th, 2020. My name is Rob Howden, joined as always by David Cole. Uh, DC, let's start rocking it with some of the calendars. So you mentioned people were kind of focused on what was going on this year and they weren't kind of able to get schedules done. Andy Saisman from the Challenge of the America is actually getting his dates announced back in May. So he was kind of on the ball really quickly, a three-race program, January, February, and March, as, as usual. The 14th season for the Challenge of the Americas and the fourth under the Rock Cup banner. Yeah, went back to the typical annual days that, uh, that uh, the Challenge has been uh, throughout its 14 seasons, uh, which is the last weekend of every month uh, between January, February, and March. So that'll be the uh, the dates for the 2021 season. Uh, dates or locations are almost set 100%. Still waiting on just uh, a couple details to uh, to be cleared out uh, regarding you know a couple of the facilities. But uh, January 22nd to the 24th will be the opening round. February 26th to the 28th will be the second stop, and then the final two rounds will be held on March 26th through the 28th. So Challenge of the Americas is the West Coast Rock Cup Winter Series. The East Coast Rock Cup Winter Series is the Florida Winter Tour. That program has gone through a number of different iterations. It was initially uh, Supercarts USA. Then, of course, it rolled in with Bill Wright kind of running the Scusa Clack categories. Then they almost kind of blended with Stars of Karting for a little bit. And then it became a Rotax program. And now it's a rock program for the Florida Winter Tour. So it's evolved with its different ownership. David, they got their dates down. So, so essentially the Challenge of the Americas and the Florida Winter Tour kind of worked together, trying to be about two weeks apart from each other. That way, you know, rock drivers can go back and forth. Uh, they'll get started back again in Pompano Beach at Al Casino like they did last year, that uh, that parking lot race at the casino, January the 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th, four-day events. Uh, Ocala Grand Prix, middle of February, David, 18 to 21 at Ocala Grand Prix. And then back to Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg. They made that debut event last year. It's the week before the opening round of the NTT IndyCar Series at the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. So trying to get some little bit of synchronicity uh, with that event, maybe try to play off a little bit of the momentum and the excitement that gets developed in St. Petersburg when the IndyCar program gets fired up there each year. Yeah, a very cool uh, atmosphere of what uh, I saw and what we heard from from people who were there. Um, obviously, you know, temporary circuits are a little different. Um and uh, and a little bit more exciting because again, it's not a typical racetrack, and you got uh, different scenery to to see to see around you, and and being right there, like you said, in St. Petersburg, IndyCar haulers essentially coming there as they're leaving. Uh, all the walls and everything are built up for the uh, the streets of uh, or the uh, the uh, St. What's the name of it? Sorry again. It's <laughs> all right. Grand Prix, Grand Prix St. Petersburg. Petersburg. There we go. See, I'm thinking of streets of Long Beach, and, and it, right. get, get the two mixed up. But uh, yeah, so it's a it's a great little destination, a great way to finish off the uh, the winter months, especially down being in Florida. Uh, so the interesting one is the Ocala Grand Prix. Uh, we haven't really heard too much going on at the facility right now, um, as far as we know. You know, we heard a lot of rumors that they're going to shut down completely, um, 
But uh, I guess with 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 that being on the schedule, they're they're going to be opening up soon. Uh, but we still are kind of waiting to to see what's going to happen uh, with that facility uh, as we as the 2020 continues to close out. As we had said uh, this past weekend during the uh, the Pro Kart Challenge event uh, for Supercarts USA at Buttonville, they announced essentially their 2021 program. Uh, once again, back into South Florida at Homestead Karting, uh, which is uh, what, we, what is it? it's uh, AMR Homestead Miami Kartplex, presented by MG Tires. I believe that's the official name of the track. AMR uh, Motorplex works too. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just it. saying the the short Motor- name. Don't do this name. to me. Don't, don't do this to me. It's I actually a carplex. It's motorplex. That's true. I said the short That's name. True. AMR, AMR MP. There we go. Your short name is Rob. Wow. All right. You're you're, gonna do is, that is Rob your official name? Yeah, but I'm not branded. There's, you got to take uh, care of the branding. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, you got to take you, care of the branding. Rob is your branding name. <laughs> if, if I wanted to yell at you, I'd use your full name, right? <laughs> wow. All right. Just don't do that. Uh, G- I don't think you've ever yelled at me, which is probably why you still have your job. Uh, for you. I'll yell at you off the air. Uh, January 8th, 9th, and 10th will be the opening round of the Supercarts USA Winter Series. Again, a doubleheader round one and two. And it's a two-weekend program. They're back again February, a month later, February 2nd, uh, 12th to the 14th, rather. Uh, They are, uh, again, back at the same racetrack in Homestead for rounds three and four. I'm sure the entire Supercarts USA Pro Tour program uh, will be up up uh, on the docket. I don't know whether or not the the Margag Night program will be back. I'll have to make some confirmations on that. Uh, they were a, a great addition to the twenty uh, or twenty twenty program before COVID. Uh, when we were down there in Florida, we'll have to see whether that locks and loads. But David, they also also locked in their dates for the Pro Tour for twenty twenty one. Yeah, nothing regarding categories has really been confirmed. Just just their dates, but uh, uh, yeah, twenty twenty one Pro Tour. Three events, as we are typical to seeing since the introduction of the Winter Nationals, which was uh, which started, I believe, two thousand and seventeen. I think seventeen, right? This I think was the so. Fourth, I think. Man, I should know this. <laughs> you, sh- you should. Anyway, but what that that date is actually going to be different from what we're used to. We're used to going early in March to uh, to a warmer place for at least for us. Uh, this year it's moving to the end of March, March 26th to the 28th, and it will ba- be back at NOLA Motorsport down in New Orleans. So heading back there, essentially the same schedule as what we saw as far as locations for 2020. May 21 through the 23rd, another date change. Typically it's the yeah. first weekend of May, and that's been really since I think the early days of the Pro Tour that I can date, think of because my anniversary is always the opening or the May 3rd. So it's always the, the first weekend of the, of the, uh, or the, the spring nationals weekend typically for, uh, the, for the pro tour. So that date gets moved down to May 21st through the 23rd, uh, heading to the Utah motorsports campus in Utah, outside Salt Lake city. Uh, and then ending up again with uh, Newcastle motorsports park on its typical August weekend, August 13th through the 15th. Uh, with the final two rounds held for the Summer Nationals. And not surprising if we cross our fingers and get back at it again, the 2021 Scusa uh, Super Nationals, the 24th edition of the race, set to go November 16th to 21st back in Las Vegas, Nevada again. Will it be at the Rio? Will the Rio even be open at that point? We uh, we don't even know, <laughs> but uh, will, it be te- will it be torn down? Will they, have, uh, will they have blasted it with dynamite? I don't know. So that's that remains to be seen. As you said, David, still categories still remain to be locked in for the winter series. I'm pretty sure we know what's going to be happening on the pro tour unless they uh, unless they make some adjustments. Otherwise, uh, yeah, there's screws to drop in there. 
schedule as well for 2021. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen with Vegas? You know, obviously all the different rumors and, you know, obviously waiting to see what happens with the the uh, the life of the Rio. Uh, as we know, during that video, that was kind of one of the emphasis uh, of the Super Nationals being uh, canceled in Las Vegas this year. So, yeah, again, the schedule only says Super Nationals doesn't even say the number. Didn't say if it was if they're calling it Super Nationals 24. So that's that's a that's an interesting note. And then, of course, it just says Las Vegas, Nevada. So uh, location to be determined as well. There you have it. There you go. Uh, David, a lot of a lot of announcements coming up, which kind of you know prompted us to get another one of these this week in carding podcasts knocked out. So a pretty major announcement coming from Bridgestone that they will discontinue their manufacturing of cart tires in 2022. Um, I've been in the sport myself as an active driver since 1995, right? So I'm at 25 years and I ran Bridgestones, <laughs> you know, from, I started, I think I'm, I think I ran Dunlops the first year. Uh, you know, I, ended, I ended up working, I was on Bridgestones. This is a legendary name. And of course, passenger tires, car tires, whatever. Uh, but man, legendary name in karting as well, Bridgestone. And we're not going to see them after 2022. Well, legendary in the, in the motorsports world, really, to be honest. And, Typically, you, you you saw that with a lot of manufacturers being involved in motorsports, they would somehow have a connection to karting. And, and Bridgestone has made that announcement to discontinue kart tires by the end of 2022. So uh, it, it is a, a, a major hit to the, the karting industry as, as far as name branding. You know, we just talked about your name being a brand and, and Bridgestone. <laughs> Bridgestone yeah. is is a major brand uh, around the world, and when it t- when it comes to motorsports, so it's certainly interesting to see. We saw Dunlop essentially they're essentially done with karting uh, as far as tires. Now we're seeing Bridgestone. So um, you know, me and me and you talked a little bit when the announcement came. It's it's almost like you know the sport now is kind of relying on its own. Uh, you have you know you have all these different tire manufacturers that are strictly tire for. Tires for karting uh, don't really have any um, general tire uh, construction that we know of that they do. I know certainly we talk about MG tires, talk about Vega, Leconte, um, Maxxis. They're, they're into motorsports, you know, as we know with uh, with motocross and, and and bikes and stuff like that. But essentially, the kart karting tires right now are are uh, on their own. It's almost like the the engine side of the business as well. Agreed. Yeah, hundred percent. That was big news to, to hit for sure. Uh, of course, some of the the, the, the organizations that are really going to be affected, we're going to have to see how they kind of adjust to it. David, a lot, you know, a lot of a lot of racing at FIA, Challenge of the Americas runs on Bridgestone, Rock Cup runs on Bridgestone, WK Manufacturers Cup, a lot of clubs around North America affected as well. I'm sure they'll they'll be able to make the transition, but primarily for me, it's the FIA and the Rock Cup program. I think it's going to be really interesting to see which way they end up going because the Bridgestone tire. Very, very connected to Vortex and, and Rock Cup competition. And when, too. That's that's going to be the interesting thing, you know, because obviously it the, the statement said at the end of 2022, so December 31 of 2022. But I, you know, I have a stinking feeling that, you know, at the beginning of 2022 is when some of these programs are, are going to implement new tire programs. You know, it could be, you know, w, w, WKA could hold out to the end of 2022. We don't know. Uh, you know, so it's it's kind of a wait and see on on how they progress. Obviously, the next you know probably what six months are going to be busy with uh, deciding on where these organizations go uh, yeah. with their with their tire programs. So 
Um, I have to, Dave, I have to believe a lot of conversations are happening now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Over the, <laughs> the next six is, months, I, I'm sure pretty, the minute it, it happens. 2021 for all we know, right? Well, that's what I'm saying for, yeah. well, I, I it, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, I, I, I think it's almost too soon. Um, it's kind of a quick turnaround. And then we, as we've seen in the sport, people don't like these quick turnarounds, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well. Um, so I, I would hope that would, they would plan for, for something at the end of, you know, 2021. So that way for the 2022 season, you know, before all the tires are completely gone, that they've, they've, are, they've made that transition over yeah. to something new. So again, We'll we'll see how the different organizations handle this. Obviously, FIA is a completely different ball game with uh, the way they uh, you know have their tire programs. They obviously have different manufacturers they work with, uh, but Bridgestone being one of them, obviously working with the uh, the OTK Cart Group uh, directly through them, and the so we'll see you know if if uh, you know what kind of changes happen with that. Uh, David, one of the things you and I've talked about a lot is. Uh, is uh, uh, maybe increasing our focus a little bit on the, on the American and North American drivers that are racing abroad, right? Because the one thing we had back in the day with the magazine, we always had a Euro pass kind of section where we had, had, had more coverage of what was happening in Europe. But there is a, there's a number of drivers, top drivers from the U.S. Uh, who are racing over in Europe and are actually having a bunch of success as well. Ugu, Ugu Chukwu being one of them, Connor Zilich, of course, with a couple of wins in the, uh, the Karting Academy program. Let's take it. Let's take some time here before we go to our uh, our final break in the action to talk about the, the USA drivers that are that are winning in Europe right now. Well, it you, American drivers have been going to Europe, as you said, back in the early days during your the magazine run. We had a number of uh, drivers racing over in Europe. Garrett Carlton was was one that we followed for a number of years back in the uh, mid two thousands, I believe it was. You know, after his his run at the Stars of Karting program and. Uh, you know, essentially was there uh, over almost a decade, I think, racing in Europe. Yeah. So that was kind of one we followed. We always you would see drivers moving over there for one or two events. Now with the, uh, you know, now that the, the, the Academy Trophy is one of them, one of the programs that has certainly helped uh, bring awareness for drivers going over to Europe. This program takes essentially one driver from different countries throughout uh, the world to uh, to take part take part in this uh, spec program under the FIA. And it's really kind of grown. Um, it first was under the Parallel banner and had a number of, you know, obviously drivers win at that level and kind of move their way up through the motorsports ranks. And even now, I think we, we see a Formula One driver that was in the Academy Trophy at one point as well, too. I, I'm trying to think if it was uh, Leclerc or Russell that did it might've been somebody else, but anyway, I don't have that connection. I know I'm, I couldn't think it off the top of my head, but anyway, this, the Academy trophy is certainly a program that is, that has kind of developed drivers all on the spec package this year now, or the last couple of years on the OTK product with the uh, vortex power. Uh, it, it, it's, it's great to see, you know, we, we saw Luca Mars do it last year was among the top contenders, a broken arm actually took him out of the last round. So kind of hurt his championship chase, but this year, we certainly have a driver in the hunt for the championship with Connor Zillage winning the opening two rounds of the FIA Academy Trophy, winning Incredible. in winning in Italy and then winning in Germany. So uh, essentially has a solid lead in the championship with those two victories, has the final round coming up this weekend in Lanato, uh, October 2nd through the 4th. So we're hoping for a third victory. If not, at least a, a solid uh, round of racing to uh, to be able to clinch that championship. 
and become the first uh, USA driver to earn that title. Yeah, pretty amazing. And the second race was actually, I think it was, it was Belgium, right? In Genk? In Belgium. Sorry, Genk, yes, in, yeah. in, in Belgium. I, but that I, you said, Dave, th- this weekend, you know, I'll be down at Speed Sports. You'll be racing yourself. We'll definitely be watching social media, watching online to find out what happens with uh, with Connor because uh, what a what a tremendous performance to get things rolling to this program. A couple of wins. This is big. I, this would be absolutely huge if he's able to win this championship. And I'm, I think we're all wishing, you know, crossing our fingers and wishing the best of luck for Connor uh, this weekend at Lonato. Uh, another driver, David, we kind of watched coming through the ranks a little bit up here in the, in the Rotax programs, right? In the, in the Rotax, in the micro and the mini, uh, Uga Uga Chukwu, uh, actually winning the FIA European Championship in the OK Junior class. Uh, the World Championships are coming up in Portugal, first week of November. But, uh, you know, obviously, Ugo, when he was with us running primarily in the U.S., uh, very young, very quiet young man. Uh, we had him on a couple of interviews, uh, but otherwise, man, this he does all his talking on the racetrack, and that's impressive. Okay, Junior and the European Championship. That's just, to me, absolutely, absolutely stellar for him. Yeah, you, I think you're right. He does all his talking on the racetrack. Uh, I think it, it was, uh, so we got to see him, I think the first time was 2013, Rotex Grand Nationals at Mooresville. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, saw him work his way up, and then I want to say... 2018, I think the first year that uh, the Challenge in the Americas went to uh, the uh, the Rock Cup platform, he was the junior rock champion and was able to uh, to dominate there. And then essentially uh, around that time is when he first started uh, heading to Europe. Actually, I believe lives in Europe now, uh, but still carries the U.S. banner uh, as a dual citizen um, and uh, has been racing in Europe for the last essentially two seasons full time. And uh, just has steadily gotten better as the uh, as the years go or last, you know, as the races have gone on. And, and it's been interesting to watch his progression uh, beating, you know, again, racing against those the best in the world, essentially yeah. in Europe uh, during in the, in the OK. I think he's I want to say he jumped right up to junior. Yeah. So he was in junior right away. But uh, well, yeah, it's been I'm great to watch. That, yeah. Him. 2018, I'm actually on, I'm on challengecarding.com, which is the website for Challenge of the Americas, and indeed uh, scoring the championship in the uh, in the junior rock category. The thing about Ugu is he's just, like I said, he, he, quiet, focused young man on the racetrack, yeah, just so precise. You know, it's not like not overly aggressive, very patient, uh, makes the like is very assertive when he makes his passes, right? Very surgeon like. So, uh, to see, to see him win the Challenge of the Americas Championship in junior in 18, and then he finds himself as a European champion uh, here in, in 2020. This is just tremendous. I, I'm, I'd love to find out what the focus is. You know, what is F1 the plan? Is that where he's trying to get to? Uh, whatever it may be, he's going to get another shot of, of putting a little bit more, uh, a little more gold on the resume, David, on uh, November the 6th to 8th in Porto Mayo, Portugal, the, uh, the CIK FIA World Championships in, in November. Uh, pretty stellar if he'd be able to back up a European championship with a with a world championship as well yeah looking to join uh logan Sargent as the only usa driver to uh win the junior championship world championship there it is uh, other drivers over there as well david give us an update a little bit on kai Sorensen. yeah kai Sorensen on the podium at lanato for the wsk euro series in the 60 mini category finished fifth in the uh in the series standings james agozi another american racing over there in the 60 mini category uh, scored a top 10 at the uh, same weekend, uh, finished ninth in the championship standing. So two Americans in the top 10 for the WSK Euro Series in the 60 mini category. Uh, that event also had a number of Americans jumping over to uh, 
overseas over the pond. Brent Cruz, Carson Morgan, Cole Morgan, and both and Connor Zillich as well, all racing at the uh, WSK Euro Series event. So nearly uh, double digits for uh, USA drivers racing uh, in Europe that weekend. Uh, the WSK Open Cup is going to take place in Adria, uh, November 23rd through the 29th, and the WSK Final Cup in Sarno, December 10th through 13th. So I'm sure we're going to see some more Americans there. I'm going to guess Connor Zillage will be at the World Championships. Uh, he did some of the Euro events as well. Didn't quite get the uh, the racing luck he wanted to during those events. So hopefully he'll have better luck at the World Championships uh, coming up in November. Uh, I'm not sure what Brent Cruz is going to be going back over there. I, he'll probably be heading back here if he's not already. Uh, but uh, he did a couple of events over there as well, too. So, uh, um, again, Americans are, uh, are doing very well in Europe, despite the uh, <laughs> the, the tra- challenging uh, year that the 2020 has been. Indeed. Look for uh, continued and increasing coverage of the uh, U.S. and North American drivers who are going to race in Europe here in 2021 or 2020 and 2021. We'll come up with another editorial package to give a little more focus, more spotlight on our drivers who are running at the uh, the world international level in Europe. Uh, final break of the action of this edition of This Week in Card. When we get back, we'll go over all the editorial that came out on EKN over the last little while. We'll go uh, do our EKN podcast review. We'll tell you what's coming up on the EKN radio network, and we'll tell you where we are going, what's coming up on eCardingNews.com. Thank you so much, folks. Stay with us. One more little segment to come after this break. Club carding has been taken to a new level in the Cincinnati area. The Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati is proud to present the Pro-Am Karting Championship, a four-event series from June to October that will serve the area of Southwest Ohio, Eastern Indiana, and Northern Kentucky. The Pro-Am Karting Championship will provide categories based around the IAMI and Briggs & Stratton engine platforms. Utilizing the Supercarts USA rules and partnering up with the Margay Ignite Karting Program, the Pro-Am Karting Championship has something for new drivers and those experienced racers as well. The first two races are already complete, so don't miss our final two events of 2020. We're racing on October 3rd and October 31st. Make sure to head to mccproamcarding.com to learn more about this exciting new club racing program and to get registered for our next event. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Cartsport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Cart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, cart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at cartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Cartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. Welcome back to This Week in Karting on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole, episode number 26 of This Week in Karting. It's been a while. Last one was at the end of June 
on the road for most of July and August, and then uh, back here in in, uh, in September, back home uh, in my uh, last half of the month. I've been at the home office here in Cambridge. Uh, we've been carrying out a lot of content, as David had said earlier, but wanted to lock down with a lot of stuff happening to get one of these This Week in Carding podcasts done, get it on, on the EKN radio network. So perfect for your uh, morning or afternoon commute to work. David, let's have a look. I'll kind of throw it into your, into your hands here. Uh, a lot of editorial going out on the website, a lot of podcasts, a lot of stuff on the EKN radio network as well. Well, you can at least talk about the first one. I guess I can. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It's funny that... I, I really, I wasn't even looking at it when it happened. You know what I mean? I guess I've been doing this too long, but indeed you, you had that date locked in. And indeed, uh, we just went by the 20th anniversary, uh, 20 years for ecardingnews.com. Uh, we picked it up about four years after they got rolling. So we've been at the helm for 16 years, but yeah, that's a, that was a pretty cool my, milestone. 20 years for EKN. Essentially 16 for, uh, how to media group as the, uh, as the owner of the website and my term, as the uh, managing editor, yeah. I guess, uh, you know, it was interesting. I was looking back, like, when did I actually start? I had to go back to those first invoices I sent. And it's funny <laughs> to look at those and, and just, you know, cause again, the, the website has changed. It's a different website. So I don't actually have access to the, uh, the early years of, of the, uh, the rain, but, uh, we try and do the way back machine <laughs> to, to, right get the screen captures of what was going on on the homepage that, that day or certain days that it has it. And it was pretty cool to, uh, to kind of go down that and talk I with uh, Glenn Holland, the, the, uh, yeah. the previous owner and you know, his, his, their mindset going into creating ecardingnews.com. Indeed. Yeah. And all the stuff that they were planning on doing, we eventually, they eventually uh, locked down to decide they wanted to move on to, to, to do different things. I do remember, I think that when we, when we first got the site, I went to the Supernats and we, you know, we sat down my, myself, uh, Tim Blaney, who was the editor of Shifter Cardinal or Super Cardinals for the magazine at that point. Um, and then, of course, you were handling EKN, which we had just picked up. And we, you know, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do with our EKN trackside coverage. And and I, I, I want to say, did we do some work from within in Ron Joint's toter home at that, that point? That was our base. That was our That's home base. They, he had a toter yeah, home. Decal works. Yep. With decal works. The the back of it was the, uh, the the toy area, and then the front was the living compartment. We took over their desk and their table to uh, to, to put up the uh, the laptop to uh, to be able to crunch out you know updates and and post results from from which was you know unheard of really at that time you know posting yeah, we, results yeah. same day so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that we was we didn't do that. We we, we had no, obviously we had nothing uh, for that with Supercars Illustrated. We had a website that was just for the for the magazine itself, but we weren't given lots of you know lots of information on a regular basis. But yeah, that was that was kind of a, a big turning point. What we did and and a lot of uh, more immediate uh, information delivery. And it was uh, again sixteen years ago, David. That's cool. And now we can't do it quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now now it's gonna We're be live, old, right? We're the old uh, guy. Let yeah. me get out my Windows 95. Back in my day. Uh, but yeah, again, that's, that's the cool thing about that. 16 years. And you think about over, so 20 years for the website, 16 years for David, you and I uh, on the website. We eventually shut the magazines down and went straight websites. And it's just the evolution of what we've been doing, content delivery uh, from, you know, I used to go to the Scusa races, come back, take all the photos, uh, take all the film in. You kids that don't know what film is. Uh, take the film into the the the, uh, the Photoshop and they would the photo mat and they would print out all my like, I take like ten rolls of film and hopefully I got good ones and then scan everything to go in the magazine and now it's you know now we're doing live interviews on Facebook and YouTube and whatever it may be and 
who knows what we're going to be doing next. We'll see. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> I have no idea. I can tell you I that. We, we're, we're not TikToking. That I, that I know. We're not. No, we that. haven't. No, we haven't done TikTok yet. I thought I mean, we, oh, it, nah, we can just stay away from. It. We can just stay away from that. I mean, you can't dance. I'm too. No, good. I can't. Yeah. So it just it just won't work anyway. Yeah. Um, editorial throughout the uh, the last three months, we had driver rankings come back. We were able to uh, to push out rankings on August 28th with uh, Jake French and Arias Dumejian among the uh, the top drivers in shift cart and tag competition. Put out a couple of driver of the months. We had uh, Scott Cop in in July of 2020 for his performance at the USPKS opener in Newcastle. And then Bryson Morris in August scoring the double championships at the Scusa Pro Tour program. Uh, senior rookie earning both the X30 and the KA100 titles for, uh, for Scusa Pro Tour. That's a conversation. Uh, that's a conversation we have to have pretty soon, David. Because we're, we're done for racing in September, right? But this weekend's yeah, October, yeah. so we got to look have, have a little look back to see who we think uh, is driver of the month for September. We'll have yeah, we'll be that. doing that next week, uh, looking at the uh, different drivers that uh, that perform this month. Not too many races to to go from, but uh, we'll we'll be able to pick something out. Uh, obviously, and then uh, trackside coverage throughout the uh, the last three months. We had the uh, USPKS. Hoosier State Grand Prix at Newcastle, the USAC Karting Battle at the Brickyard at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Scusa Pro Tour Summer Festival at Newcastle, the USPKS Badger State Grand Prix at Road America, and then our last trip, which was the 2020 Capri Tools US Rotex Grand Nationals in Charlotte. So all that, all that coverage is on the uh, the website to uh, to view. And in you know, in kind of keeping with our talk about the fact content delivery has, has uh, uh, evolved so much over the over the last number of years. Uh, again, podcasts one of the big things we started. We did start podcasts in the in the two thousands, late two thousands. We were doing happy hour with Howden podcasts. It wasn't live. It wasn't. Uh, we weren't doing it like we are right now online. You couldn't do it on your phone. No, you had to go. You had to go to a web our website, yeah. click on it, and listen. You couldn't, yep. yeah. You couldn't take it into the shower with you. You couldn't listen to it on the car unless yep. you put it on a CD. Now you could have put it, you could have burned it onto a CD and took it oh to the car. God. Now, if anybody did that, they were a diehard e-carding news fan. Hundred percent, they were, were. No kidding. Yeah. So now we're as you as you know now it's a twenty four seven EKN radio network, which I could never have believed in either. Uh, our last this week in carding was back in June, as we said. We continue to do our outlap shows, where which is our preview shows. We'll do a couple of those this week for the races that are coming up. We did the outlap, of course, all available on the podcast form now for the uh, Hoosier State uh, Grand Prix, as David had said, the Pro Tour, uh, USPKS Badger State Grand Prix. We did the, the debriefs, which are again the uh, which are again our um, post race, uh, our post race reviews. Uh, and even for the pro tour day with that back-to-back weekends, you and I were getting home from the ho- from the track at eight or nine o'clock and doing debrief lives right on live on Facebook. And those were a lot of fun. A lot of people interacting with us on those. Yes. We, we just, just like the championship, we did five of six. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I had, uh, I was, I was too tired. I was too tired one night. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hose you on that forever. I may have had too many IPAs. Let's put it that yeah. way. I was a bit marbly mouthy. Yeah. You should have, you, you should have went, like Bush or Coors that night. Nat, you knew Nat, Natty Light. Yeah, you should have went Natty Light. 
Yeah, yeah Natty Light. I don't remember that idea. <laughs> uh, a bunch of face-to-face shows, and that's one of the things we're doing now. When we do our live face-to-face shows on Facebook or on, on uh, YouTube, whichever we do, we then use the audio from that and put that onto the radio network as well, really kind of multi-purpose, uh, using all the content, providing it on all the different platforms, because there's lots of people that don't want to sit potentially watch uh, you know, a half hour face-to-face interview, but they'd love to be able to listen to it on the way to work or whatever it may be. So uh, we've had face-to-face podcasts, shows that got turned into podcasts, uh, of course, Leading Edge Motorsports. Uh, you know, we did a, a lot of our face-to-face stuff talking about the Supercarts USA uh, program. We talked to Bryson Morris, among others. I uh, did it for the Rotax Stars and Stripes uh, program. Uh, we did it, uh, we did one for the Supernet Shootout uh, we had uh, we had all, all the tracks for the Stars and Stripes, right, David? All the track owners were on for that program. Right, the Rotax great. Stars and Stripes trophy yep. program, yep. Yep, that was great. We had Alan Rudolph on to talk about the Supernet shootout. Of course, that all made it to the radio network as well. One of the cool things that uh, <laughs> you, went, you went back, and speaking about 16 years and podcasts, you went, went back and grabbed some of the audio from our old Happy Hour with Howden shows. And uh, I, I, think I, was just, I, just, I think I just flicked over to EKN Radio at one point just to check out what was on or whatever. And I heard my voice and it was like, I'm like, where is this from? And then it was Blaney's voice. And I'm like, whoa, we're going way back. (laughs) We're going deep. Yeah, it was like, that was cool. It was, uh, we had, I think among the episodes that are there are, are the originals, uh, which was the stars of carding finale in 2005 from Austin, Texas. That was at the, uh, iron rock raceway, which was located right at the airport in Austin. Uh, so we had that episode. We also had the uh, the Super Nationals later that year, uh, as you said, with Tim Blaney and and myself. I think Alan Rudolph and Ron White were guests on that show. So, oh, we had, didn't, we, didn't we have Ron White on the first one as well? Ron White was on, yeah. So he was on the first couple of uh, happy hours. Yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah, he's a superstar. He's still winning. It's a he's tornado. Still winning. He's still winning. He's still winning. Yeah, no doubt about that. Beating White, kids. Yeah. Beating yeah. kids. He could father. That's a that's too that is so true, you know. I, I don't think while while we're here, we'll just take this. I don't think that Ron White probably gets the credit and the and the the props he deserves. Man, he was this guy's been running one twenty five shifters for twenty you know for twenty something years. Uh, was a Supercart USA Pro Moto Tour champion. Uh, of course, stars a karting race wins. Went over rain for for factory CRG in Europe. Now has his own team, Ron White Racing, and he just won. Uh, what the Rock? I think the Rock. Uh, Rock Fest West. I think did he end up winning the champion, winning the race there as well. Won the race, mind you. It is at his home track in Sonoma, yeah, well, but uh, it to be able to be matter. all the other kids who call that home now too. It's that's, uh, that's it. That's, that's a, it. A, a great feat for the uh, the longtime CRG driver. So uh, coming up though on the Ecan Radio Network and, and what David's been kind of playing, we're going to of course have this episode of this week in karting. We had our face to face interview with Greg Jasperson from Cup Carts North America. That we'll get that there. Is that is that streaming today? That's David? playing right now as we record. Right yeah. Okay, we'll keep doing that. Of course, uh, live uh, the Ecan Live uh, stuff is going to be up there as well. The 2020 U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals, and of course, David, as you said, got to knock out a couple of Outlap Preview podcasts uh, this week as well. Yeah, our, our outlap for the Cup Carts Grand Nationals at uh, Newcastle Motorsports or Grand Nationals 4, sorry, Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals 4. Uh, that outlap will be hopefully recorded tomorrow. We'll get yep. that up on Wednesday, and then we'll do a Supernat shootout. Uh, we'll tape that Wednesday and get that on the radio for Thursday. And then all of those will be on podcasts available by at least Friday uh, Friday morning. Wow. Ah. 
You're knocking it out. Good, good stuff, Dave. That's awesome. Uh, all right, here's what's coming up, folks, on EKN in terms of the EKN Trackside Live. As we said, David is going to be at the Cup Carts North America race, and I'll be at the Supernet Shootout this weekend. We'll give you the exact links. We have the two different EKN Live channels, so we're going to be live coverage of those audio-wise throughout the weekend as well. David will get a week off to kind of chill out a little bit on Columbus Day, and then, dude, you're back on the road. October 16th to 18th, you're going to cap off the United States Pro Kart Series, heading back down to GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville. Yeah, excited to get back there. I was just in Charlotte, but uh, didn't get my to make my way up to Mooresville. But uh, I always visit there since uh, they opened in 2013. So I've always had at least one trip there, multiple trips in, in years past. But uh, this will be my my one and only trip in 2020 to Mooresville. Excited to see uh, the series wrap up at the uh for the usbks program at mooresville which typically it used to open at mooresville so this will be the uh the opposite end of the championship spectrum and it'll be cool to see the uh the seven championships crown that weekend that's 2020 for you black is white white is black up is down (laughs) down is up i don't know what the hell's going on i am black and you are white (laughs) i have no idea what's going on this is crazy uh do appreciate you tuning in to the ecan radio network if you have not yet downloaded the uh, ecan radio network app do that on itunes or google play uh get that uh, so you'll have the stream right on your mobile device wherever you are great way to do it Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more stuff through youtube as well if you haven't yet subscribed to our youtube channel hop over there and do that uh, asap we'd love you to to give us a a subscribe for us we we thank you for that we're do a lot more content straight to YouTube as well. Uh, but always, as always, everywhere we go, make sure you, uh, you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We, we uh, leverage those heavily on race weekends. And of course, as we said, coming up this weekend, we will have our uh, EK and Trackside live events from Texas and from Newcastle. David and I won't be side by side, so I'm not sure we're going to be doing any uh, of our Facebook live debriefs. But otherwise, David, I'll just throw this out there. Good luck this weekend, dude. You're going to get back aboard the uh, the CRG with Marshall Martin. Uh, I want to see a race win. Get up there, buddy. On the hey, podium. Let's y- do this. You know what? Podium. We, you, we could possibly do an ECAN debrief We could do live. a face-to-face. It, you well, we'll call a, it a debrief live, but debrief we'll be live. in two different areas. I mean, we're already in we, every everything we've done from March until, you know, well, Pro Tour was the only time we saw each other, right? No, dude, we could we could do it. You're so right. That's that's an option. Hey, we just brainstormed on air live. That that may happen. That <laughs> might happen on Saturday night or even Sunday night. We'll see. We'll play it by. No, you'll be now. You'll be you'll be there Sunday night. You're not driving home yet. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Get ready, folks. Yeah, we're, we're winging it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done, folks. Hey, Dave, thank you so much. Good luck this weekend again, everybody at the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals event. Good luck. I hope you have a great time. Always a tremendous race. Uh, I really wish I could be there again this year. I'm sad that we're not able to do our second run, our second edition of the Burger Smash. Uh, I would love to have raised some more money again for Riley Kids. We'll get that back again in 2021. But a shout out to the uh, to, to Greg and Mandy Jaspers and everything they're doing. Of course, Steve Ramir for that event as well. Shout out to Dave Mack, Dave McIntyre. Uh, another congratulations retiring uh, this week as well. So Dave Mack will be on the mic at the Cup Carts North America race alongside Randy Kugler. David Cole will be racing. Everybody root for David. I'm not racing, so you can root for David. It's okay. Wow. That's- yeah. Well, otherwise, hashtag I'm, I've Dave. already beat Rob Howden. <laughs> hashtag you've never beat Rob Howden, and you haven't, and you, you'll have to wait till 2021, my friend. Yeah. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not really worried about it, but that's okay. I know, neither am I. Neither am I. That's the, that's the thing. Folks, thank you so much for joining us on this weekend carding. Have an awesome day on behalf of David Cole. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>